0: Well, greetings, all of our family and friends. I want to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is a privilege to have you with us. We We are excited for what the Lord is going to say and what the Lord is going to do for it indeed is marvelous in our eyes. We are seeing uh, from the perspective of heaven. I want to welcome you again to the podcast. I am the senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm glad to be with you. I'm praying the grace and favor of the Lord over you, over your household, that his goodness would abound and that as we go into the word of God today, we would be strengthened. We would be Encouraged, we would be revived. So, I'm going to ask you to take a minute and uh, share the podcast, like the podcast, and let us know where you're joining from. We want to welcome all of our guests, all of our family, and friends. So good to see Pastor Hiram. Welcome, welcome. Sister Valerie, welcome to the podcast. Blessing Sister Tracy, welcome. We're glad you're with us. Uh, We're praying that God's grace would just minister to each and every one of us and that we would hear from God in a mighty way. Again, we believe that all of us have a purpose and an assignment. And one of our jobs here at Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast is to be a voice and an influence to see freedom, healing, wholeness, uh, overcoming internally, and let that internal victory transform generations around us. And we're believing that, that our nation, our region, our territory, and the globe will see freedom in the glorious name and purpose of the kingdom. So I'm going to ask you again one more time, if you would, to share the podcast if you're on if this podcast has been a blessing or is being is being a blessing make sure to hit that uh share button hit that like button make sure to subscribe and follow to our youtube channel so good to see you destiny welcome we're glad you're watching some of you are watching on the youtube page some of you are watching on the facebook page but we're glad you're here with us in all regards we're praying those listening to us on our um on our podcast, on our Charisma Podcast Network, we're glad you're with us as well. On the replay, we're praying the favor of the Lord and the blessing of God over the podcast and that his grace would abound in this time together. So I'm going to ask you one more time, do that work of the evangelist. Let somebody know on what does the evangelist do? He shares the good news. And I believe there's good news today for you, for the purpose of God in your life. Bless you, Brother Daniel, Sister Sandra, Sister Rose Bonet. Welcome, welcome, Sister Anne. We pray the blessing of the Lord over you and wherever you're watching from. I pray a great blessing over your nation, over your region, and over your territory that God would expand and just bless you and multiply you in mighty, mighty ways. So we're praying over that and we're believing that God is increasing the influence and the impact of the work of the kingdom. So please be sure one more time to share the podcast. We're going to go and start with a brief word of prayer and get straight to the word of the Lord. Sister Melissa, welcome sister Lisa welcome brother Stephen welcome let's start with a word of prayer and get right to the word and let's believe God to add to our grace and the spirit upon our lives in this season heavenly father we come before you now and we invite the presence of your spirit we pray that you would speak wisdom and revelation counsel and understanding and that we would hear from you the word of truth give us our eyes to see and our ears to hear what thus says the Lord speak to our hearts and minister to our spirits living word truth revelation, insight, counsel, God, I ask you for the glory of the Lord to be our strength and for you to heal and minister to the lives of your people. If you can pray with me, just pray with me 30 seconds, even on the replay. I ask now that as they're praying, let life come into that man. Pray now, woman of God, pray now, son and daughter, do not be weary in doing well, for in due season, you will reap if you do not faint. I declare you're not going to faint, you're not going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to move into desperation or frustration, but you are going to excel. You are going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I see I see some of us are surrounded right now, surrounded by problems, surrounded by oppositions, but the Lord says to tell you, take your eyes off of the enemies and off of the soldiers and off of the natural uh, enemy warfare around you and put your eyes back on Jesus. And he wants to tell you there are more You than there are against you. I hear the story of the prophet, and the prophet and his servant are surrounded, and they are going to not figuratively but literally be destroyed. And the, the Lord wants you to know: don't you be afraid, you are surrounded by angels of fire, chariots of fire, and the strength of God is there for you now. Don't know who this is for. I feel there's multiple people on the line. Put your eyes on him. The book of 2 Corinthians tells us that we are to not look at what we can see, but to look at what we cannot see. For the thing which you can see is temporary. 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I'm going to read this to you. I'm still praying with you, but remember the word is also prayer. When you're praying of the word, you're, you're still praying. So 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 tells us, and verse number 18, we're going to put that up. Uh, but we all with unveiled face behold, as in the mirror are changed into the same image. so remember i'm going to tell you right now that that veil is being removed and you're seeing clearly and you're about to be changed you're about to be metamorphosed i also want you to go to second corinthians 4 verse 18 also the bible says second corinthians 4 18 says "While we look not at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which you see are temporary or subject to change but the things which are not seen are eternal and they are permanent and they remain forever so i want to tell you right now though you are surrounded though you are feeling in a battle in a war that is a temporary situation and you are not looking at what you see again the verse tells us don't look at what you can see But look at what you cannot see. That seems to be an oxymoron, a a paradox. It seems to be backwards. You focus on the unseen realm, the spiritual realm. Look, focus, perceive the spiritual, not the natural. Perceive the thing that is already done, not the thing being worked out. I know it's hard not to put your attention on the issue, the trauma, the pain, the attack, the warfare. But be encouraged. You are not looking at what you can see. You are to look at and focus at what you cannot see. For the thing which you see is temporary. Go back to 17. It says that if you'll do 18, you can operate in 17. Then the Bible says the affliction, the war, the battle, the trial becomes light. It's not overburdensome, it's not gonna take you out, it's not gonna wear you out. That the the light affliction, the light burden, when your focus is on him, it's something you can bear. When your focus is on yourself, on the enemy, on the problems, it's overwhelming. It's too much for you. It feels like you can't make it. But it says our light affliction, which is but for a moment, that word but for a moment is temporal, momentary, seasonal. And I want to tell you that season is going to change. Wow. And it works for you. Here's what that verse says. And it's working for you. I want to tell you the pain is working for you. The trouble is working for you. The war is working for you. The battle is working for you. The attack is working for you. The thing that that you think is working against you is actually working for you. I want to encourage you by the Holy Spirit that God wants you to grow in an understanding that what the enemy meant to work against you is going to work for you. How can that be? How can sickness, how can attacks, how can battles, how can wars, how can opposition work for me? Here's the issue. Here is the, the crux. You're in the middle of the situation, but don't. you need to see the end of the situation that God takes the mess and turns it to a message. God takes the pain and turns it into purpose and 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 to into 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 the promise, God takes the trial and turns it into triumph. He is working through the midst of the thing, but when you get into time, you become subject to the enemy. But you've got to stay in the spirit, ma'am. You've got to stay in the spirit, woman of God. You've got to encourage yourself. It works for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Did you hear what the scripture says? That the light affliction, that the affliction that you're going to is working for you, eternal, exceeding glory. It's building, this temporal thing is building an eternal blessing, an eternal release, an eternal breakthrough. This is the hand of God wanting to move on your life. Bless you, sister Nina, sister Ada, welcome, Monique, welcome, sister Bianca. God wants you to realize that he's working on your behalf. And ultimately the affliction, the trial is working for the good. You're going to go over to Romans 8.21. Here's what the scripture says. See, everything in creation is suffering with what you're suffering from. Again, Romans 8.21 tells us that, that this is our key verse for, for this podcast, but I want you to hear me by the spirit. It is hard to think about others when you're going through. And I understand that. I understand it's difficult to take your eyes off of yourself, what you're missing, what you don't have yet, what's not better yet, what hadn't turned around yet, what the finances look like now, how you failed and how you, how you're going through what you're going through, the mistakes we've made. It's hard to take your eyes off of you, but as long as you have your eyes on you, you will be of most men and women miserable. The Bible says if you seek to save your life, you've already lost it you will live a life of defeat. You will live a life. I'm not calling you this, but, uh, the man or woman who is a believer that always focus on themselves will live a life of defeat and failure because the whole purpose is not the outcome. See, we want the outcome different. We want results. We want finances. We want blessing. We want breakthrough. We want what we would call happiness. And we think if we can get the thing, we could be happy. If I can just have the House, I would be happy if I can just get married. I would be happy. You married people, if I can just be single, I would be happy. It's always greener on the other. If I could just see my family, better, better, I would be happy. And the truth of the matter is, uh, your happiness doesn't come from things. You say, well, that's easy for you to say. What are you dealing? You see, the issue is not that I'm not dealing with things, or don't go through trials, or don't deal with opposition in my home, in my family, in the battles of life. But the issue is. My joy and my rest doesn't come from what I have; it comes from who He is. And when I govern my spirit based on who He is and what He says, not what I see or what I feel, I'm living from a different world. And if you live from a different world, that world begins to overcome this world. Are you hearing me in the spirit of God? He wants you to realize because everything created is in it is subject to a force and a power and corruption. And bondage is a byproduct of a lack of identity and a lack of purpose and character in God's leaders. There is a lack of weight in God's leaders. The wind is blowing and leaders are blowing. The wind is blowing, and, and people who should be governors, and should be presidents, and should be should be heads of business, and they should be preachers, and they should be apostles by now, are still dealing with themselves. The issue is self. The issue is not is God going to bless me or use me. The issue is uh, is uh, can God work where I am? Is something wrong with my church? Is something wrong with my marriage? Is something wrong with my, my with my business? Is something? No, that is not the issue. The issue is have I died to myself? yet? Am I living for Christ? Because when I seek to save my life, I live like a failure in the kingdom. You cannot have favor and blessing when you're living for you. You're thinking about self-preservation, how this person didn't do me wrong, how my leader didn't do me right, how my wife or husband didn't do me right, how that past person didn't do me. You're thinking about you and self-preservation is the key to loss in your mind, in your emotion. But when you lose your life, Then you find it. When you move into selflessness, God gives you back what you give away. And now you obtain victory because now the enemy is not fighting you. It's fighting, trying to fight God. And you cannot fight God. Now the force of the kingdom is behind you. When I live for me, everything created is subject to a curse because men and women in leadership, men and women in governing places of authority are not taking on the nature of God. They may hear Bible. They may say they go to church. They may even be leaders in church. They may be confessed from their, their podiums or 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 their governor's mansions or presidential offices to really love God. But is the nature of God present? Is the heart of God present in that man? Are working toward the, the wholeness. See, you're saved and you're yet being saved. Are you hearing me? I'm talking to somebody who God wants to open doors for you that no one can close. You understand that God is a way maker. You understand that he's a healer. You understand that he's a provider. You understand that He's more than a, he, he'll cause you to be more than a conqueror, but we're frustrated because we're not seeing it. And somewhere there's a brokenness. And let me tell you, let me confess to you, it's not on God's side. If there's a short circuit in my life, it's not God. If there's something not happening, I don't have a right to be mad at God, mad at things in my life. I need to examine myself and say, what about my belief is not correct? What am I not believing and walking correctly that there's a short circuit? If, if you were to walk in your house and you paid the bill, the bill for your electricity was paid. And all of the lights were out and, 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 uh, and, and uh, you, you, were, you were trying to get light to that room. The lights were out. You would have to find There's a short circuit somewhere. You don't have a right to be mad at Edison. You don't have a right to be mad at the supplier of the power. If the bill is paid and the house is charged with electricity, but there's a short circuit in the house, you don't get mad at, electri- at, at, at Edison and say, Edison, uh, I'm upset with you. The job of Edison is to supply you with power. The job of the house is to release the power. That's why there's circuitry. And that's why there's, there's breakers. I see breakers and I see there's some breakers in our lives that have been flipped and the power is there and the provisions there, but there's a short circuit in the believing. There's a short circuit in the attitude. There's a short circuit in the concept. There's a short circuit in the honor. There's a short circuit in the way we think. And God is trying to get you this power. He's desperate to power the house, not, because he wants you blessed. He does not because he wants you delivered. He does not because he wants you, your family saved. He does. He wants to bless through you. He don't just want to power your house. He wants to power your neighborhood. He wants to power your neighbors and your cousins and your, he wants to power the whole city. He's looking for a vessel to let him move through, but all we care about is us. All we're focused on is what I haven't seen and what I haven't done and what I haven't seen change. And there was a short circuit in the flow because there's a break That has not been switched in the spirit in our thinking, in our believing. That's why we're feeling the emotional thing we're feeling. That's why we're feeling frustrated and angry. See, there is an internal we talked about this Wednesday. There was an in, uh, Sunday, there was an internal conversation you have with yourself. And when you win that internal conversation, you will begin to win in life. And you don't win the conversation by responding to yourself with just good thoughts. See, we are not New Ageist. We are not. We are not those who just believe in the power of words in and of themselves. The words have power. The reason words have power because we have a Creator. We don't. We don't believe in the power of our self-will and self-positivity. The devil is a liar. You are not a New Ageist. You are not a. You are not a a, 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 a new uh, cre- cre- creation made after the image of man. You are a creature made after the image of God. And the reason I can stand up and say what God says in the face of my enemy and I can respond to the devil with the word of God. There are words that are coming across your mind. And those words and thoughts are creating emotions in your heart. And those those emotions are making you toxic. God help us. I see toxic believers. I see toxic leaders, and they're toxic. And and the reason they're always sick and always broke and always barely making it, can't hardly get out of bed, is because we become toxic. And it's not God's doing. It's wrong believing. It's wrong. It's wrong. And the help is right in front of us, but we can't access it because there's a veil over our eyes. But I want to pray for you right now. Listen to me, sir. Listen to me, ma'am. Everything created is waiting upon the sons and daughters of God. It's groaning. It's travailing. Verse 22 says, we know that all of creation is groaning and travailing in pain. Are you in pain? Yes, you are. Let me make that clear they say life is pain they are correct life is sacrifice your bible says to live is christ to die is gain you say well why should i go on living because you're sacrificing in the earth realm for an eternal realm but that eternal realm will also invade the earth realm you're not just sacrificing for apple pie in the sky one day when you go to hell i want to tell you you are sowing so you can reap you are dying so that you can live you are coming under so that you can come above you are going through this thing for the glory and purpose of god and you cannot die where you are everything that's created is in pain now the earth is in pain the the plants are in pain the moon is in pain the sun is in pain the trees are in pain the buildings are in pain The offices are in pain. The churches are in pain. The governments are in pain. Every system of the world is in pain right now. It hurts because it's not under the operation and the leadership of true sons and daughters of God. You say, I'm a true son and daughter of God. I am too. But the level of my sonship is, is affirmed by the level of my maturity and my consistency and my nature of God. And that must be proven over years, not weeks, years. It takes us years, God watching us, and we don't have many, 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 many more years, but I need to tell you, God is trying to establish in you a consistency and a faithfulness and a diligence and and an endurance to be able to stem the weight of millions and millions of dollars, to stem the weight of leading nations and leading educational fears, to stem the weight of the thing you desire. God's trying to build the character so that what God doesn't give you, kill you. The enemy is trying to destroy you. Everything is in pain. Verse 23, but not only they. Here's what the scripture says. The Bible calls creation a they because creation is a they. The land, the governments, the, the spheres of Hollywood and music and production. He said it's under a curse. They are in pain. This is why I said it before. Keep it up Romans eight twenty-three. The Bible says when Jesus hung his head and when he gave up the spirit, creation revolted. You see, three years earlier, a mature son, after 30 years of development, after 30 years of growing and, and processing and sitting down and, and wanting to go at 12, but being told by his mama, sit on down, after 30 18 more years, total of 30 years of development and process and building in character. After 30 years, the Bible says he was baptized by a man named John under the influence of the spirit of Elijah. And the old and the new merge, even though the old is passing away, even though the priesthood is on, that form of priesthood is on its way out. And the Bible says the old and new merge, and the the greater subjects himself to the leaser. But the Bible says, suffer it so. John said, I'm not worthy to tie your shoes. For the Bible says, he that is baptized is baptized by the greater. But John said, I can't tie your shoes. Jesus said, let it happen. Let it fulfill all righteousness. It's about the purpose. It's not just about my attitude or my ego. I submitted to something passing away. And the Bible says when this happened, the word came out of the water, a fully mature word, a fully developed word, a fully complete word. And when the word came out of the water, the Bible says the spirit touched the word and the word fully developed, hit a, a the spirit and that word and spirit made a voice, made a declaration. See, those are the two things needed to speak a word, the breath and the word the breath and when the breath and the word came together, the Bible says, when the breath and the word came together, the scripture tells us there was a decree from heaven and they heard the voice of the father saying, this is my beloved son in who I am. Well, pleased.' who heard that word? Angels heard the word of the father. This is my son in who I'm well pleased hear him obey him like you obey me this is God affirming a son who's gone through the process who's come through the development who's come through the growth who's gone through the faithfulness who's overcome after time and find. Th- well I need to be affirmed listen by the spirit the Bible says God affirms him after he grows him and now lays on him kingdom authority and universal authority over all the universe anything he speaks he has now hear him And the plants hear the word, and the angels hear the word, and the demons hear the word, and the sun hears the word, and the the, the fig tree hears the word, and the bread hears the word, and the fishes hear the word, and the arms hear the word, and the eye sockets hear the word. Everything in creation hears, this is my son. So now everything obeys the son like it obeys the father. Everything obeys the one who's affirmed after the process. Oh we want affirmation publicly, but we've not won through the process privately to endure to overcome. To process and yes we should be affirmed people need that but the major affirmation that's needed can only come from your heavenly father and then God will at earthly see the thing you think you need from man you need from God but then once you get it from God God will give it to you from man he said don't seek the honor that comes from man seek the honor that comes from God and after you receive the honor that comes from God you can receive the honor that comes from man because if man gives you the honor before God gives you the honor you will live for the honor of men, not the honor of God Now you're backward. You've forsaken the honor of God. God wants to give you what you need. God wants to reveal to you who is who in your life. And that you position yourself in purpose and in destiny. The Bible says he came out and for three years everything in the earth realm obeyed his words. Death obeyed his. Hell heard the word. Everything heard and celebrated and rejoiced that there is a son. There is a, a weos, a fully mature son that is now ready to take the keys and everything in creation. Blessings, Brother Livingston, begin to subject itself to the word of the king. And after three and a half years, the father said, give me that authority back. And the, And he said, are you sure? He asked him three times, can I keep it? I don't want to let go of it. Would you let go of the power to speak and anything you speak comes to pass? If God gave you the power to be a king and you were rich and wealthy and powerful and you could have, would you give it all away when he said, give it back? That's what even more than a king. He was the king of the universe. Anything he said appeared with his words. He rose the dead with his words. He healed the sick with his words. He quieted the storms with his words. He multiplied two fishes, five loaves and fed 5,000 with his words. He made fish jump in the boat of Peter with his words. He made gold appear in the mouth of a fish with his words. Anything he spoke came to pass. He could speak death and death had to obey Lazarus. The little girl the little boy he rose from the dead but now the it's required give it back to me so i can multiply it and the bible says the last three words he, he the bible says he gave up the ghost and he said it is finished but when all of creation saw the first fully mature son adam never made it to full maturity Adam aborted the process. Adam took the shortcut. Adam tapped out and said, this is too much. I quit. Adam tried to, tried to receive. See, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 4 and multiple places in the gospel that Satan came to tempt Jesus. I'll give you the glory of all the ages. You don't need to go to the cross. You just worship me this is what will happen to every son and every daughter. The devil will come and tempt you. He will tempt you in three fashions. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He will tempt you. And Jesus is now 30 years old. The Holy Ghost comes on him and before he heals one man or woman, he's tempted. He's proven. He's quality checked. You know what quality check is you make a a product and you go and temper and test the quality of the product well he's formed for 30 years the holy ghost comes on him and it leads him not to a mountain to preach not to a big uh, auditorium it leads him to a wilderness where he's alone with himself where he's by himself said if you are a son of god turn these stones into bread if you are a son of god fall off this temple and the, and the people who never believe you will believe you. The, the leaders and the high priests will, f- will see the angels courage you. If you are, you want this fall down and worship. And I'll give you the kingdoms of the glory of all the ages. And the second Adam said, no, I will go through the cross. I will go through the purpose. I will go through three and a half years of victory, testing, proving. And I'll offer this back to God. I will, I will give this authority back to God. And that's where many, not all, but many and most of the previous men of God in this last season who were highly anointed in one season, who have no oil in this season, who are highly effective and are full of authority, even ministries and ministers, preachers and prophets and evangelists and teachers and apostles and great ministers and great moves of God with millions of followers online are operating today on yesterday's oil because they took the bribe. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh. Where's your bread? My flesh, I'm hungry didn't deal with the appetite you didn't get that appetite in order sir that appetite ma'am never got dealt with I'm talking to you leader I'm I'm talking to men of God who are going to go around the world I'm not just talking to normal people here I'm talking to sons and daughters you never dealt with the appetite the appetite was never subject the appetite was never brought under under obedience you listening to me by the Holy Ghost he said no 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 I don't live by bread I live by the word of God he brought his flesh under subjection. Number two, fall off the fall off the cliff. Fall off the pinnacle of the temple. So the high priest will see you, and the priest will see you, and the Levites will see you, and they'll finally believe the people who will never accept your ministry, they'll accept you. You'll be a part of the club, you'll be a part of the movement. They'll they'll applaud you. They'll see angels gird you up. He said, No, shall not tempt the Lord your God. No temptation here. Yes. We need family. Yes, we need righteous covenants. But you're not to please people. Your ministry is not about people. Number one, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the pride of life. Number three, he showed him the kingdoms of all the glory of the ages. The desire of the eyes to see it. He saw the glory. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not worshiping anybody but God and God alone. He went through this tempering. And that's where many, many are right now in that wilderness, failing that test. You go through learning and growing. You say, well, release me, God. God can't lay hands on you. God can't commission you to the nations and let miracles and and signs and wonders if you can't rule your own soul. A man or woman who can't rule their own soul correctly is like a city without walls. you got to rule your spirit well. I know you're in an emotional battle. I know there's warfare, but you've got to rule your spirit well, your mind well, your attitude well, the character well. There's got to be a proof positive. Can the people in your ministry that you've walked with for years. So but I, don't, I haven't, don't have that. You need to have that somewhere. Someone should vouch for you. Someone in ministry should be able to say, well, I can. I can vouch for that person. If I understand transition, look, I'm not trying to throw stones. We all have transition. We all have seasons. But if that season becomes a permanent season where there's no connection, no submission, no covenant relationship, no accountability, it gets dangerous, sir. And we become renegade. And we're not meant to do it alone. So I know that that's not your heart. If you're on this line, I believe you're men and women of God, but you, we all need somebody around us. Now, number one, keep us accountable. Number two, to cover us and to guide us and to steward and to be a covering in our spirit and to have covenant relationship. You're not meant to be Isolated. And that orphan spirit wants to isolate himself. I want to separate myself. No, it's isolation because you're f- you're afraid they're going to reject you. You're afraid they're going to see the wounds that you see in yourself and they're going to cast you out. And so you cut them off before they cut you off. It's an isolation spirit and it's a sign of the orphan. And it needs to be healed in our hearts by the God of heaven, by the prayer of faith. The Bible says that he hung his head. He gave up the spirit. Bible says, but when he did, the sun refused to shine. When he did, after three and a half years, he gave the authority back, and the Bible says he let himself die. No one took his life, he laid it down. And because he laid it down, he's got power to pick it back up again. I'm going to say this to you again. Because he laid it down, he had power to pick it up again. No one took it from him, he let himself die so he could raise himself. But when he died the sun stopped shining when he died the rocks started splitting in two when he died the earth started shaking and quaking in in revolt because the sun the first fully mature sun had now sown himself back into the earth and the earth got angry the sun got i won't shine bring him back the earth said i won't remain still it began to shake till the temple began to tear into the rocks begin to split, those rocks that can sing begin to split into poof, poof. Because, why? Creation needs maturity, not just gifting, it needs consistency, it needs faithfulness, it needs character. Help us, God. The thing that God is trying to give you, he's never given to any generation before. He's trying to give you the keys of the kingdom. That whatever you bind on earth, Matthew chapter 16 verse verse 17 and 18 tells us that God is going to raise up a church, an ecclesia. And that word is not a religious term. That word is a kingdom governmental term. Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Simon, son of Jonah, I'm going to change your name, Simon. I'm going to give you a new name. Listen to me, sir. Listen to me, ma'am. God is a name changer. He wants to change our names. No longer Jacob, deceiver, trickster no longer, no longer supplanter, heel grabber, no longer shady, characterless, no longer, no longer uh, uh, living under this, this yoke of this name, this identity to identify with perversion and, 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 and cutting corners and stealing and robbing and characterless and living without integrity. No, sir. I say that you are Israel. It means you wrestled with God, but you prevailed with God. It actually means God wins. Israel means God wins. Let God win in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in your attitude, in your concept, in your behavior, in your... Con- see, God sees what I don't see. God sees what your pastor don't see. God sees, and you can't fool God. You can fool a man, but you cannot fool God. You can fool a church, but you cannot fool God. And I pray every day, God, fulfill the work in me and fulfill the work in the people you really called to me because many will tell you they're with you. Many will say it, but, but are they willing to cross over with you? Hear me because the creature shall be the li- verse number 18 go there 16 18 and i say unto you that you are peter you were simon and now you're peter you were saul and now you're paul you were Sarai. now you're sarah you were a uh Abra- Ab- abraham you were abraham now you're abraham you were you were uh jacob now you're israel god is in the new name giving business he wants to write a new name and a new identity and a new calling and a new purpose on your mind and all of that insecurity and all of that fear and all of that rejection and all of those thoughts that you're battling with over and over and over and over and over over with God said I want to bring them under subjection to a new identity and I want you to be at peace want you to be at rest want you to be new and he said I'm going to build the church after this revelation that you are Petros and upon this rock of revelation upon this this process He said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to build up an ecclesia. This is not a a religious term. This is a governmental term. This is a jurisdictional term. This is a term. uh, It means to be summoned out, not called, but summoned by a court into a public place to make judicial and legislative decrees on the state of affairs of the region the territory and the nation you're summoned out you are called out and when we come together we are gathered to govern it's not a religious thing though it, it does involve worship or piety it involves worship, but it is a governmental turn. You're gathered to govern. You're gathered to lead. You're gathered to build leaders. What are we doing if we're not building leaders and raising men and women of God to stand up in the image and likeness of God? But this has to happen in first the leader and then the people. And the leader grabs it and let the people grab it. The husband grabs it, then the wives and children grab that. Then the elder women teach, the men and women, the elders teach the younger I say that you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build an ecclesia, a governing body of believers that will govern legislatively in in government, govern in finances, govern in education. They will govern in arts and entertainment, in media. They will govern in all these spheres, not just church going, yes, we need it, but it is going to all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in my authority. And the gates of hell shall run from them. The gates will retreat from an ecclesia that knows who they are. A people who knows who they are. Verse number 19 tells us. Hear me about the Spirit. Verse 19. And I'm going to give to that church. Bless you, Sister Nadine. I'm going to give to that church the keys of the kingdom. I'm going to say that again. The Bible says I will give to this people, to that ecclesia, the key... The principles, the secrets, the mysteries of the kingdom laws, the kingdom operation, the kingdom realms. I'm going to open to them what I've held locked before. I'm going to unleash to them what I've hidden before. I'm going to manifest what I've reserved. And when I manifest these things, here is the evidence. You know that whatever you bind or make illegal, this is a legal term as well. That's not just a spiritual. It means to make illegal. Whatever you decree legislatively, spiritually, naturally governing, will be bound from heaven. And whatever you allow loose, legally, spiritually, naturally, physically, I'll allow from See, now we're closing and we're opening. We're closing hell and opening heaven. We're shutting off. God wants to give you power power to to not just never need again God doesn't want you just to have your need met you are a king and a queen you're a ruler you're a head and not a tail you're above but you've got to walk with God in the nature of his character he said I want to give you the keys of the kingdom whatever you bind on this earth realm will be bound from heaven and whatever you loose on the earth realm you understand God is looking for men and women to back up from heaven God is looking for men and women to to back up from earth from heaven on the earth realm he's looking for them to confirm he is trying desperately searching to and fro Romans eight twenty one that all of the creation itself shall be delivered you hear me by the Holy Ghost your nation my nation is in bondage I'm going to say, no, no, I said your nation and my nation is under bondage. You say, well, what isn't America? Wonderful. America started well. And every year in every election and every generation, because the church has not been the church because we've evacuated and we are no longer salt and light. We've been taught evacuation, not occupation. We've been taught he could come tonight. Now, yes, he's coming at the appointed time. But there are certain things that can't happen, uh, uh, that cannot happen until what is written is fulfilled. And there's certain things that must be fulfilled before he comes for us. He's got to come through us. We've got to see a church that gets the keys of the kingdom. And whatever they bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Before God judges the world, it must see the glory of the Lord. Are you hearing me? He said, I'm coming back for a glorious church, Ephesians 5. I got to give the church the keys of the kingdom and they go and take dominion in the earth. You say, well, that's allegorically, uh, John 14, 12 said the things that I believe and and I do, you're going to do in greater. You say, well, that's never going to happen. The devil is a liar. Jesus said it will happen and it will be a witness in the earth. And darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness the people and my glory will be seen upon you. And this is why we must perfect, grow, mature. The word perfect doesn't mean flawless, doesn't mean mistake-free. It means mature, teleos. It means whole. It means checking the motives and checking the attitudes. And I, I, I did it well, wonderful. Help me do it better. I didn't do that well. Help me, God. I repent, do it again. Learn, grow, examine the heart, examine the motive, examine the fruit that you're bearing. You say, I'm not bearing any fruit. I'm in a wilderness season. It doesn't mean you don't got fruit to bear. Joseph was in the, it was in the prison and he kept using his gift. And if he would have gotten bitter instead of getting better, he would have never gotten out of there. And God would have had to raise up somebody else. I, that's the scripture. You're blessed among women. If, if you don't fulfill the purpose of God, the Bible says destruction will come to our house. And God will raise up deliverance from another. But who knows whether you were called to a kingdom for such a time as this. This is God talking to Esther. And Esther is like, well, I'm in the king's palace now. I don't really have to go before the king because if that decree comes, it's not going to touch me. And and her her uncle stands up and says, no, 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 sir. If you don't do what God sent you to do, God will raise up deliverance from somebody else. It will surely come from someone else. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. But who knows whether you were called to the kingdom for such a time as that. Read that book. So I want to tell you we cannot get bitter. We cannot. We cannot get frustrated and tired and let those feelings overtake us. Why? Because a generation's counting on somebody. The creature, it's, the Bible says, go back to Romans 8, 21, the creature itself will be delivered from bondage. You hear me? The bondage of what? Corruption. Unfit leadership leadership that is not developed you're listening to me the church has this problem the governments have this problem education has this problem Hollywood has this problem the businesses have corrupted leadership corrupted rulership corrupted authority perverted authority it will be delivered from bondage of the wrong people in position hear me so what has to happen? God must build up a man and build up a woman and, and 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 allow things to come out of us that that need to come out of us and things to be renewed that so that when God puts you where he needs you, he won't lose you, but not only will he not lose you. He won't you you won't lead where God doesn't lead you. How can God bless us and not lose us? He said I've got to deliver from the bondage of corruption into glory say glorious that is the word doxa glory freedom that I release when my sons and daughters are mature and then they come into authority because glory is not just for an individual it's not just for a meeting for us to fall on the ground it's not so thousands of people can just come to a service and say wow doesn't that feel good that starts there glory is the governing power of territories and regions under the kingdom, under the kingdom jurisdiction. The Bible says the heavens are full of the glory. Remember the glory is the nature and the character and the weight and the order of God manifested in people, places and in regions. It is the nature of God. What is his nature? Healer, deliverer, savior. And it is a a, a manifested Shekinah of the nature, the character, the, 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 the identity, the heart of God. That nothing that is not like him can stay in that place or around those people. Because you are glory carriers. In the Old Testament, the glory was an atmosphere only. It is still atmospheres. In the New Testament, the glory is now person persons Jesus John chapter 1 verse 14 the Bible says put it up there the Bible says and the word became flesh and the word became flesh and we beheld his glory of the only begotten of the father first of full of grace and truth so we saw the glory on a man Jesus is the first among many Hebrews 1 verse 3 says Jesus Hebrews 1 verse 3 say he is the brightness of glory he is the express person of his image. Hebrews 1, 3, who bring the brightness of glory and the express person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Jesus is the person of glory. He is the person. He is the nature, the character, the identity, the attitude, the likeness. He's us processed. You say, well, that was Jesus. Romans 8, 29 tells us. Romans 8, 29 tells us whom he foreknew He predestined to be conformed to his image. We have one destiny. Number one, just put one. If you can put one, put it in the comment section. Put that finger up and prophetically say, well, I've got one destiny and that is to be conformed to the image of Christ. To look, to sound, to be his exact replica. That there's nothing in me that is not in him and there's nothing there's nothing in me that's not in him and anything that's in me that's not like him. I drive that thing out. I look and sound. I should look just like him. I should sound just like him. I should decrease. He should increase and my destiny. He knew me before and he destined me before and everyone that has a destiny has one destiny to take on the image of God and we will display that image in different places. You will display it maybe in in music. You will display it maybe in Hollywood. You will display it maybe in music or or, or, or movies. You will display it maybe in preaching. You will display it may, maybe in business or in in uh, the medical arena or in government or in or in the court system. You've got one destiny. I said one. It's to look and to sound because Jesus is the image. Remember the Colossians 1. Look, hold your finger there. No actually stay Romans eight twenty eight. that he might be the first among many brethren. I need you to underline this verse. Underline the last. Jesus is the first among many. Hear me. What does a seed do? Reproduce after its own kind. He is the benchmark. He is the plumb line. And we've come so far below the plumb line. He said, I'm here and you're there. But I want you to repent. I want you to come up here. Uh, but we won't because we got religion. We got tradition. We've got insecurity. We've got lies. Uh, the lies our mama told us. The lies our daddy told us. The lies and the hurt we heard from our friends and our children. And the other children. Our brothers and sisters were broken and we've been abused. And so now we believe something that God didn't believe. He said, I am the first among men. Many that I look just like him. I the devil can't tell the difference between you and him. That is your destiny. He is the first, Colossians 1 and verse number 15, because Christ is the image of the invisible God. He is the image. The word image is the word iconia. And those watching me on a smartphone, watching me on a tablet, watching me on a, on a, on a computer screen, there are windows. If you go to your home screen, you've got windows. The verizon window you've got the the, the prime video uh, win, uh the icon the logo and you touch it it opens another world that's an iconia an icon is you touch it and it's a window to a world it's a gateway between worlds so when i want to open my phone and i want to see an app and i want to look at something on, on my home page i go in and I've got windows, I've got all these, all these, these icons and, and I I open the window and I, I can see a world and I go there and, and if you want to see a window, you push that button and now a world opens up and now you can see that world. That is the word logo, which is the word iconia or iconia, which is icon. And you touch the window. Christ is the image, the window to that next world. But he's also the negative, N-E-G-A-T, N-E-G-A-T-I-V-E, the negative. Remember in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, you would take pictures with your phone and you didn't know what they looked like. You had about 32 and maybe 39 and you would take as many as you And Once you were done, you had to wind it. You hit the button and you winded the film and you took that film. You couldn't let the light see it. You had to make sure you protected it from the light and you handed that, that little microfilm. You gave it to Kodak Films and they would take a week to do it. Then they did three days to do it. Then they did one day, 24 hours. Then they did one hour. They did three hours and they did one hour and they would take those films and and those microfilm. They put the film in the dark room. All right. They put the film in the dark room and they would copy the, the, the negative and they would make duplicates of the, of the real and they would put it you could have doubles or triples you could have black and whites you can have different things done and they'd give you the envelope and on the bottom of the envelope was a little strip and that strip was called the negative And as long as you have the negative, you could reproduce the image over and over and over and over. As long as you have that little negative and you didn't destroy the negative, you could take it back to Kodak and reproduce the image over and over and over. Christ is the negative. Christ is the negative. Christ is the negative. He He is the prototype that all men is to look like, that all women are to look like. And we are one in him. And he abides in me and I abide in him. The problem is myself. The problem is my, my, my fear, my insecurity, my doubt. He is the negative and he wants to reproduce himself with his fullness. And we say, we're not worthy. We're not good enough. I've blown it. Hear me, sir. Hear me, ma'am. You are sons and daughters of God. You are heirs of God in Christ. Romans 8 verse 15 says, you've not received the spirit of fear again to bondage. You didn't receive that spirit how did that spirit come back to you i feel it now for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear i feel that spirit of fear came to bind you again that spirit of insecurity some of you got delivered and some of us got delivered years ago but that spirit of fear came again you did not receive that from god it came from the pit of hell and it doesn't belong in your life you are a woman of god you have value You are a man of God. You didn't receive the spirit. I see believers living in fear. Pastors, prophetesses that should be prophesying are living in fear and terror. They're living in bondage because there's fear. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not going to make it. I'm not. What is that? That's a spirit of fear. It's never going to change. It's never going to get better. I, I didn't, don't have enough education. I'm not the right color. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm too dark. I'm too light. I'm too, I'm too old. I'm too young. There's a spirit of fear. And you've not received the spirit of fear to bring you to bondage. Because the root of every bondage is Fear. The root of every bondage is fear. Blessings, Jeanette from Kenya. The Lord bless you. Sister Nina, bless you. Karina, bless you. You've not received the spirit of slavery. You're not a slave to this world. You're not a slave to your addictions. You're not a slave to your false identity. You're not a slave to your insecurity. No, sir. No, ma'am. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of the king. And every word is a lie. Every word that God didn't speak about you. You are the apple of his eye. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are more than a conqueror. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are a head and not a tail. You are a lender and not a borrower. You are blessed going in and blessed going out. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You are more than conquerors through him that loves you. If God is for you, who can be against you? You are God's best and he saved you for the last. Every voice is a lie. But you have received the spirit of will for adoption. Hear me by the Holy Ghost. It's not just you're adopted. I'm now part of the family. It is the spirit of adoption into mature sonship. You've re- There's a Holy Ghost in you trying to grow you and build you. You got to let the Holy Ghost have its way. Let that spirit lead you where he's trying to take you. The spirit's telling you, get up from where you are. Make a decision to change. Decide that I want to follow. It's not that easy. I know it's not easy, but you got to choose life. You've got to choose life. The spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Daddy God, there was a cry that comes out of you. And it's not really even a sound you make with your voice. It's a frequency you make with your life. Your blood speaks of better things according to Hebrews 12. So your blood has a voice. And there's a sound of blood, and there's a sound that a heart that has been that's been set apart for the Lord. It's crying to the Lord. And now the gates are opening and the finances are opening and the nations are opening. Why? Because I've been will foresee see it. I've been adopted. I've gone through process. I've gone through development. I've gone through growth. Oh, I pray every day, God, don't move me past my growth. Don't open doors for me past my development. God, don't lead me where you won't keep me. Verse 15 says, you can cry, Daddy gone, Papa God. That's weird, I know, I know. Some never had their dad, some never knew their mom, some never heard their parents. He is, the hearts of the fathers is parents, male and female, you need masculine. The word male is masculine. The word female is feminine. That's how God made male and female, masculine and feminine. But when a child doesn't see masculine and feminine, The ideas of God is warped, so it's if you're feminine you consider it weak, so you can't be tender woman, you can't be, you can't be submitted, you got to do it yourself and you got to force your work. Man of God, masculine, a man, doesn't mean you're not tender. You show the nature of God as a man of God and now maybe grew up all around women or was abused and now the femininity comes upon the male and it's not God's identity. It's not God's will. God wants to heal this to where now I relate as a man in a woman's body, a woman in a man's body. I'm drawn to a man as a man and I'm drawn to a woman as a woman. The devil is a liar. God wants to heal those areas of brokenness and wounds on the inside by seeing him as your father. But he's also the many-breasted one. Means he's he's masculine and strong, but he's tender. Male and female is the image of God because God is also tender. And gentle. Verse number 16, here is the Bible. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. This is not just a spiritual term, this is a legal jurisdictional term. There is a court in heaven. The accuser of the brethren is at the court accusing you. You've got Jesus at the right hand interceding for you. There's a court proceeding. Your inheritance is nation, it's glory, it's power, it's victory. And you're being accused. And you're being advocated. There's a voice in heaven accusing you. And there's a voice in heaven advocating you. The Bible says the devil sits before the throne. And he is the accuser of the brethren. And he stands before the throne day and night accusing you. Telling you what you're not going to be. Telling you what you're never going to have. Saying how how evil you are. Seeing how wicked you are. Seeing how you're never going to make it. And here's what we do. We hear that voice and we believe it. And we turn the truth of God into a lie. That's what the word said. We hear it and we say, well, I, would, I, don't, I don't believe it, but I just feel this way. You're telling the Lord what you believe by your feelings and by your words, by your attitudes. When no one's watching, God is watching. Stir yourself. Gird yourself, man of God. Pick up your, 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 your loins. The Bible says the Elijah girded his loins and the Holy Ghost carried him. Gird yourself, woman of God. How do you do that? You wrap yourself on the word. You either believe it or you don't. But there's another voice in heaven saying they will make it. They are my son. They are my daughter. They are are chosen. They are elect. They are purposeful. They are mighty. They are awesome. They are great. I have everything for them. And there's a court proceeding in heaven and the the inheritance is the glory. It's the power. It's the provision. It's the resources. the miracles. It's the keys of the kingdom. Whose Report do you believe? I'm asking you, you I believe the Lord, but 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 mm, whose report do you believe? I I know I know but I'm mm, whose report do you believe? Who had believed the report of the Lord? To whom is the arm of God? The arm of God is his power who had believed the report to whom the arm of God is revealed. I choose to believe what God says about me. I don't want to believe, I won't believe anything else. You can say anything else you want. You can talk about me. You can curse me. You can lie on me. I, I, I can do good to you and you can speak evil of me, but I'm not going to believe that report. I'm going to work in my mind and work in my spirit. I'm going to excel in the things that I know to do. And I'm going to, pursue victory in the things that I need strength in. I'm not going to just believe I have it all, but I'm going to work on my mind so I can be pleasing to the Lord. My heart, my attitude, my reactions, my emotions. Oh God, give us victory in our emotions. Don't make us a pathetic people. Make us a prophetic people. And most of the time the prophetic are acting pathetic, not because they're not valuable, but because they can't gird their feelings feelings of these infirmities are trying to overwhelm you don't you hold them take them to the cross take them to the throne matter time now says that the spirit bears witness this again is a legal term it is the gavel of heaven it is the gavel of heaven it is God sealing what you're doing and how you're moving and what your opera it is heaven confirming your ministry See when you receive something called the bearing witness, it means now the court proceeding has found the evidence. I had some paper here praise now now the the, the, the news is in and the the letters are in and now the report now we've got the report and the here are, here are the here are the uh, here are the uh, here's the results I'm not going to say Maury but it's a piece of paper here are the results the, the DNA tests are in and we're going to look at the DNA results and Lord you are the father what? the earthly man gets mad but when God he bears witness now there's evidence and when that happens the father is now responsible until there's a witness until you can prove I'm a child of God I I know I, know, I sing it I'm God's kid I'm praise is there evidence is there a witness of the holy ghost on your life and if you can walk in that witness and your the DNA comes back conclusive now the the father must pay paternal, paternity suits. Now, uh, now you're you're paternal and now, now there is something called uh, reparations and there's inheritance and there's now a settlement that comes to you because you've been proven as a son. You're not called a son. You're proven a son. You're not called a child. You have evidence. There is proof positive. Now the court rules in your favor and now there is an inheritance. Now there's a bearing witness that we are the children of God 16 and if children look at this now and if children look at look at the word if verse 17 and if children that's a big if well I'm a child of God I speak in tongues I used to go to church I go to church once in a while I give when I can that man sir ma'am keep it real you got to bear there's got to be fruit there's got to be evidence Jesus didn't see any witness of his sonship for 30 years. Was he a son? He always was. You always will be. But is there an evidence? Is the Holy Ghost on your life? And when that happens, the Holy Ghost hits the son. You see, Jesus had to become the son. Though he was already the son. Luke chapter 2 tells us he grew in wisdom and stature and favor. Luke chapter 2 verse 52 tells us and he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And Jesus increased in wisdom go back to verse 51 how did Jesus increase he went down with his mama the way up is down listen to me have to make it happen yourself you don't have to push your doors open he went down with them and and came to Nazareth and subjected himself submitted himself to his mama his father his stepfather and his mother kept all these saying in his heart verse 52 and then he grew in wisdom, He increased. The word increase means to stretch by hammering. Hammer, hammer, hammer. He kept being hammered for 18 more years. He's 12. He wants to preach. He's not ready. He goes back and sits down. Don't nobody want to hear that. I know. God doesn't have just a ministry for you. God doesn't have just a house for you. God doesn't have just a blessing for you. God has inheritance of the fullness of the kingdom. He had to submit. And for 30 years he grew in wisdom. In stature. Wisdom, knowledge, revelation, stature. His character, but also spiritual height. The character, the stature. And then he grew in favor. Number one with God and number two with man. God will give you favor with God and God will give you favor with man. This is how that works. Verse number 16, Romans 8 tells us, Scripture tells us that he bears witness that we're his children. I'm out of time. But 17 tells us, and if children, it's a big if. That's a big if. If it can be validated, it can be verified. I spoke in tongues one time. That's not what this means. What did the Holy Ghost do? He developed for 30 years. 30 years. And then he came out of the water. He submitted himself. He wore the the rabbi clothes. He submitted himself to earthly authority. You're listening. I know you don't want to submit. I know, but you're going to keep wondering. (laughs) And what else is there? And he was baptized. And the Holy Spirit. After he came out of the water and submitted himself, the Spirit came on a fully mature word. And what did the Spirit do? Did it come and leave? Did the Holy Ghost come and go? No, no, no. It came and what? It remained. The Holy Ghost came and it didn't lift. You got to walk with him. I got to walk with him. I got to live every day thinking, let me walk with him. Let me please him. Let me honor him. And if I blow it, you blow it. Here's a beautiful thing. You got grace. You repent. Bring him right back on you. Don't live without him. Don't play with sin. Don't play with disobedience and rebellion. Run from your assignment. Run from your church. Run from your authority. Make no mistake about it. God is a God of authority. Jesus was under authority the creature itself. Bible says, and if children, then heirs of God, here is this, you will inherit God. You won't inherit what he has. You'll inherit him. I'm done. You're going to get God. I want God. I don't want healing. I want the healer. I don't want deliverance. I want the deliverer. I don't want freedom. I want the freer. I don't want blessing. I want the blesser. I don't want miracles. I want the miracle worker. If you get him, you get it all. I'm out of time. I said, if you get him, you will inherit God. And once you get God, you get what he has. Once you get God, you get what he has. If children and heirs of God and co-heirs, joint heirs with Christ, that means everything Jesus has, you now own. Co-ownership. This is beyond money. It is money. It is land. It is houses. It is cars. It is building. But that is the lowest level in the kingdom. You walk on streets of gold, walls of Jasper, pearly gates. You wear as a high priest or as a priest stones on your chest. And the stones that the worshiper Satan lost, they were stripped from him when he was Lucifer. Now, those stones are, you're the living stones. You carried light in you. Join heirs with Christ. If so, we suffer with him. We will be glorified with him. How do you suffer? Does our suffering take us from the Lord? Or does it draw us closer to the Lord? Do we go through and back up on our commitments and our covenants? Or are we more diligent? Do we break our, our vows when the pressure's on? It's not easy, I'll tell you. You walk with god you hear god you make decisions you got to live up to the decisions until there's no way to do it and you do all you can and god will do the rest if the other part of the covenant is doing their portion it can't be said you're a covenant breaker The the world is full of those are you a covenant keeper it's as if so we suffer with him we will be glorified together verse 18 for i reckon that the suffering of the present time cannot compare to the glory that shall be revealed in us the suffering unlocks the glory the waiting unlocks the wealth the power the provision the endurance does it not the not the destination you're waiting for joy in the destination if you don't get joy on the way the destination you won't handle the destination if you can't govern your mind your spirit your soul on the way there you'll never get there i'm out of time The Bible says, for I reckon the suffering I reconsider based on a revelation. The suffering cannot compare. So I now become grateful instead of becoming groaningful, negative, bitter. It's, It's tough to see people around you grow bitter waiting on God. It means they're not going anywhere. And you can't make it for them. You can't choose it for them to see them grow tired and weary and fall away and you pray for them and you encourage them but they just they hear it every week and they just don't understand it and they get bitter instead of getting better and God says I love you but you got to overcome I love you you got to overcome and the glory for I reckon the suffering shall not be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us verse 20 says for the creation was subject to Valentine, not willing, but by reason of him that subject in Hope 21, but the creature shall be delivered. I'm going to pray for you. If you're listening, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for myself. That what God said today would go into the depth of our soul blessings. Pastor Matt, good to see you. That it would hit the depths of our spirit, man. That we would understand in a new dimension and a new realm what God is trying to do through us. God Needs sons and daughters who are mature who are full of character who are consistent who are faithful who have endurance and God is looking for a company of these men and women so we can transfer them kingdom authority to change the world God I pray God lead you to your company he leads you to your company your people your family i know that hurts for some of us that have been broken and ostracized but it's not an excuse lord i pray according to everyone under the sound of my voice that you strengthen our hearts i pray over every son every daughter every man and woman that is called to change the world i speak directly into their destiny and i command the life of god i command the virtue of the lord to come upon that man Come upon that woman to lift them out of where they are. I see prodigals in in the pig pen. You're literally in the pig pen spiritually. And even some, I see some going back to the vomit. That just simply means you're going back to your old habits. It's not of God. I see those old habits. I see those old ways. They will not fill you. You are even more miserable than before you got saved. But I declare you will come out of that thing, son of God, daughter of the king. You are not just a prodigal, you are a son. You are chosen, you are blessed, and you are God's favorite. I see men and women just holding on by a thread. God strengthened that man. You said, a smoking flax you will not extinguish. You said, Lord, a bruised breed you will not break. A bruised reed you will not break. That means the reed that's bending over, you're not going to snap it. And the the fire that's about to go out, you're not going to blow it out. God re-extinguished, re ignite that fire. God, strengthen that reed, that they hold on to the word. That those that have been holding on with all of their might, strengthen them now to walk in victory and in power. And I ask you for new levels and new dimensions and new realms. God, I loose upon this man and this woman the power of your grace now. You will fulfill your destiny. You will change this world. And you will hear the Lord say, Well done, my good and faithful son and daughter. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Where there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm proud of you. You'll hear these words. You are affirmed. You've done well. Now you've suffered with me. Now reign with me eternally. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And God let these men and women see this. And let them understand the pain and the the process. Cannot compare to the power, the glory and the honor. Help us to see it. And adjust and repent. And align accordingly. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree, somebody say amen and amen. Well, I'm so glad you were with us. Uh, it definitely was a weighty podcast this uh, afternoon. And it is a privilege Or some of you watching in the evening. See some of our family and friends watching us from South Africa. Some from London. Kenya's watching. different Wherever you're watching, let us know. I pray that you were truly blessed by the word of the Lord. I ask that God's grace would rest upon you and, and the favor of God would abound. Sister Diana, the Lord bless you. Sister Julie, Diana Flores, the Lord bless you. Again, all of you watching, Brother David and Maria, God bless you. We're glad you're with us. Wherever you're watching from, we're praying for you. You're a part of a kingdom. and We need you. We need you to overcome. We need you to join the battle but the blessing is worth it. Keep going. God has great things for you. So I'm going to ask you, if this blessed you, if you're watching now, send an offering of sharing. What is that? You hit the share button. Do it once. Do it twice. If you believe that this word ministered to you and may minister to people around you, in your family, share some people. Share it with them. Put it on their timeline. Put it in some groups. Our focus and our hope is that men and women would be strengthened and encouraged and that the Spirit of God would strengthen and help each and every heart. So we love you. We're praying for all of the nations of the world that are watching this. The Lord bless you, even as we're preparing in just a minute to dismiss our uh, Charisma Podcast Network. The Lord bless you. Let favor abound over you and your household. I pray that God's rest is upon you and you see goodness and mercy in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.